John. How's it going? It's, it's going pretty all right. Uh, it's, it's, it's a Wednesday. It's August now. It feels like, yeah. it feels like 2022 is simultaneously slipping through my fingers and also taking too long. Uh, but maybe that's just, uh, maybe it's because I associate August with like school time, even though I'm not in school anymore. It just, it makes me feel weird. Mm-hmm. August is a weird time. It doesn't help that it's like a hundred degrees outside. It really does not help. Yeah. Yeah. I can sympathize with that. All for me, uh, because of my job, uh, the, the school year is semi-relevant to my work. Mm-hmm. So August does, I, I am more, I, in two weeks, I am going to experience a pretty severe, uh, workload spike. So I'm also feeling that dread and I'm, uh, but I'm like, oh man, it's real. It is real. Uh, school never ends. School should, school should end before it starts. We shouldn't educate anybody at all. Yes. Yes. Based <laughs> opinion. <laughs> that's, that's my new hot take. Uh, what, what have you been up to this week? Um, anything cool? Nothing. Nothing? Um, I don't think anything has changed since I last, uh, talked about what I've been doing. Uh, I had like a moment earlier this week. Uh, this is probably mm-hmm. like the, 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 what's been going on with my life this week. Uh, I was uh, I was watching my grandma on Facebook and and you know those like the those like I I, I want to say like articles or just just like links on Facebook that are like which flower pot are you and, and you mm. like click it and it takes you to an external website and probably steals all of your information and then makes a post on your Facebook page saying which flower pot you are uh I I, I watched in horror as my grandma clicked on one of those and I was like. I had a moment where I was like, I, I have to do something. <laughs> it's like when you, it's like that moment when like you drop something and you're, you, you're the split second when you're processing what's about to happen. Yeah. Um, I, I have been on a big, like distancing myself from, I guess big tech would probably be the way to say it. Uh, mm-hmm. I, 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 I have a Gmail account. And I've had it since, like, 2011. And I I decided that this week is the week that I, like, make a new email, move everything over, try to be more diligent about about being smart online and not just handing out information. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I laugh because I'm just very bad at that. Yeah. I, I I I I've been I've been looking at new browsers. I want to get rid of Chrome. Uh, Just use Firefox. Yeah, yeah. It's probably gonna be Firefox. I, I I I use Firefox. I was looking into like other, like Chromium-based browsers because I, like I know that like Chromium, the Chromium project was headed by Google. So I really, I have a complicated feeling about Chromium-based browsers. Uh. I was looking into Vivaldi as a browser, which is a really niche one. Uh-huh. Uh, the the thing that like appealed to me was like it has like a built in like email service into the browser. But then I thought about that like for more than like two minutes, and I was like, yeah, maybe I don't want that. Uh, maybe that might suck for some things. Yeah. Uh, and then I was looking into Brave, and then I found out how how 
riddled with crypto shittery the brave browser is and i was like yeah i don't i don't, I don't want to mess with that uh and then i just came all the way back around it was like yeah i'll just do firefox just- firefox works i, I the yeah i I've, I've like never personally felt like i don't know like i've kind of accepted like gmail is just like a fact of using the internet and like making it easy for me to communicate with, like, people I would need to email with. Mm-hmm. But I definitely respect it. Um, the, the like, the mission of, like, you trying to to use less of, like, the big companies um, sounds interesting. Yeah. Sounds, like, cool. I mean, like, the, the reason why everybody uses Gmail and associate things is because it's convenient. It's the thing that everybody yeah. uses. And, like... It's, all of this stuff is the thing that everybody uses because everybody uses it. Yeah, and... I'll I'll give it to Google. They have a pretty decent ecosystem to make people's lives pretty seamless, like shifting between things. Uh, but at the same time, it's Google. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you remember like the, I, I? That's such a funny thing. Like when you said that, because my first response was like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Because in my head, I went to like I grew like. Do you you remember like the Google Plus integration to YouTube? Right, like it's been a rocky road. <laughs> Yeah, it has been a rocky road. <laughs> um, yeah, I. Uh, some of the and younger listeners may not remember when this happened, but if I recall correctly, like back, like when uh, Google first bought YouTube, they um, YouTube used to be like its own website, like not owned by Google, mm. which is crazy, right? Um, but when they when Google ended up acquiring YouTube, uh, they like. The first shift from you can you have a YouTube account to you have a Google account was uh, you are automatically enrolled in Google Plus and all of your like subscribed channels like are your likes on Google Plus now, um, and it sucked and it was really confusing. Yeah, and uh, I'm like terrified to like ever look at Google Plus because like. I made, because, like, I was on YouTube, like, through my entire teenage years, so, like, I don't want to log into Google+, and, like, my liked pages are, like, Sargon of Akkad from when I was, like, 15. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's been a while since I've thought about Google+. To, to, my, my Google+, experience was, it's unblocked on the servers at my high school, so I can access it while I'm at school and look at Homestuck posts. Fuck yes. Uh... That 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 was that was my relationship with Google Plus. The Google Plus Homestuck fandom went crazy. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's basically what my week's been. I've mostly been spending time like going through the forty thousand emails that have been sitting in my Gmail account since since twenty eleven. I I I found out that I have an issue <laughs> where I will like sign up for something and then not use it, but I still get like th- the newsletter of that thing I signed up for. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. I you and everyone else. <laughs> I was the, like, like the big one that I found last night was that I had two thousand emails from Wish, despite oh my God. despite the fact that I've never bought anything from Wish. I I what apparently I apparently just made an account in like late 2016 and then just i guess i was gonna buy something at the time but then i changed my mind and then i just got 2000 emails since 2016 (laughs) wait do you make an account on sites like before you buy anything from them um sometimes it depends 
Because, like, for me, whenever I, uh, like, buy something online, like, unless I know that I'm going to be using the site again in the near future, like, I will do anything in my power to avoid making an account on anything. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to be more like that. I used to just, like, sign up for things willy-nilly, uh, but I'm trying to be better. I, uh-huh. I don't want my new email account to be flooded with 2,000 Wish emails. <laughs> I think the last online storefront I made an account on was TCG Player, and uh, that was a disaster for my uh, finances. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, uh, yeah, that's basically what I've been to... doing this week. I, I, I mean, there was also the launch of our official merch store. Uh, oh, yeah. That happened this week. Um, oh, yeah. I, I was going to talk about the end, but... um. Yeah, uh, we have a merch store now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's out there. Do you want to tell? The, do you want to tell the people about it? Um, it's on Redbubble. Well, we we, we are now going to incorporate a, a a mention of it into Aiden's in speech at the end of every episode. Uh, but it's on Redbubble. We have some fun products, uh, such as a T shirt that says HPCast directly in the middle of the shirt. Uh, very, very awkwardly low. It's 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 good. Um, we we have we have a water bottle with the funny faces from from the thumbnails. Uh, I I made Alex make cherub version so that we could have one of every homestuck species. It's very cool. It's it's good. It's good. Um, we we have we have hats with the AHP cast on it. Um, we have. An edit. My favorite design. <laughs> we have an edit of Drake's character from Degrassi uh, to look like Tavros, and we have that on a T-shirt and a, a, a framed print and an acrylic block. Uh, probably my proudest inclusion of uh, of the store. My favorite. Um, my favorite part of the whole thing is that Redbubble like marks up framed prints to an insane degree. Yeah. Uh, and so the, the Drake Tavros framed picture is like a joke item because it's like a hundred dollars. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't feel like playing with numbers. So I left the default profit margin at 20%. So we get a 20% cut of every purchase. Uh, so like the fact that it's near a hundred dollars is entirely on Redbubble. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how much those frames are that they're they're buying and, and using for these, but they're pr- they're pretty up there. Yeah. Oh, also there's uh there's some leggings with with uh us with juggalo faces on on the butt cheeks, uh, because I was really adamant about having that as a product. I almost want to say like that's weird. Like, don't buy that. Nobody buy that. Nobody buy that. Th- that's for <laughs> me. That's for me. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, uh, yeah, check it out at uh, hpcast.redbubble.com. Uh, more stuff is coming there soon. Uh, we have some ideas, uh, and uh, we're listening in the Discord if anybody is like, hey, I want uh, a a different, funnier shirt uh, with this idea. And we'll be like, okay, yeah. we can see if we can do that. And if there's a design that's already on there and you want it on like a, di- a different thing, like if you want the HPCast funny in the middle uh, on like a sweatshirt, like just just hit me up. I'll 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 make it happen. It's not it's not a hassle. Yeah. If you if you want to shill us in our show using your body in real life, uh, we got you covered. Yeah. <laughs> All right. 
Um, do you want to talk about Homestuck? I would love to talk about Homestuck. Sweet, we can talk about Homestuck a little bit. All right, so today uh, we're back on kind of our usual train. Uh, we started Pester Quest. Yes, we did. Today. Uh, uh, we did the first two volumes of it, so we got to spend some time with uh, John and with Rose. Yeah. Uh, um, th- this 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 video game uh, dropped in September of 2019. Uh, we are getting ever closer to like us starting the podcast in the timeline. Mm-hmm. Uh, the a little bit of time after the epilogues. Uh, the it kind of the 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 time frame in which Pester Quest came out uh, kind of makes this a divisive project. Uh, people like to be really critical of Pester Quests, even even though they tend to be the same people who liked Friends Him. Yeah, we uh, we're kind of at the point now where like it's unavoidable. Uh, it, it's like constantly unavoidable to talk to the the things that we're reading and talking about were happening when peop a lot of other people were reading and talking about them. Yeah. Um. Yeah, kind of the the. The big Homestuck Renaissance times, I understand it. Yeah, that, uh, I I consider it a Homestuck Renaissance. Uh, recently, I found out that a lot of people consider it the worst year to be a Homestuck. Uh, I'm not going to get into the drama that happened at the time. If it, people could do their research, uh, or they I may, feel like the worst time to be there. a Homestuck fan is when there's no Homestuck happening. Yeah, worst time to be a Homestuck fan was like the time between. Homestuck ending in 2016 and the release of uh, Hive Swap in 2017. Mm-hmm. That was like the driest time where people were just making up things to be mad about. <laughs> Me every day. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, past request. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah. Past request. Um, so, like I was saying, uh, we read, uh, volumes one and two, um, and we're gonna talk about them. So... I wanna ask you, really quick. Sure. How do you feel about Pester Quest as a concept? Because Friendsim was, like, a, a, a low-stakes advertisement for Hive Swap Act 2. Like, it was an mm-hmm. entirely new cast, we were meeting new people, this is now characters that are already established and, and we're, we're we're going back to a point in time uh where they, they were at their start like it's 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 a very different concept from friends M, while being that the follow-up is. to friends M. that it is um yeah uh i am not like I don't know. I didn't give much thought to it, right? Yeah. Like, I, 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 I was, I was, I looked. I'm looking at it, and I'm like, all right, cool. We're gonna do the friends thing with all of our beloved Homestuck characters, and that's kind of like where the train of thought ends. Yeah. For me, um, reading it a little bit, uh, we'll get into this, but um, the, the it, it seems to me like it wants to kind of set itself apart, or like if not set itself apart, like, uh, establish a. a little corner of space to fuck around with to fuck around in um i could be wrong about that uh but i like i like the idea uh i i think it's uh cool and it 
has a uh, it, it, it does a bit of work to kind of patch up the ways that Homestuck natively sort of sucks. Yeah. Um, that being that uh, the the like the the first you know the kid stands in his bedroom bit of the comic when it's just fucking around with data structures. Yeah. Um, adding some more to that. Uh, as for like. The trolls, um, I guess we'll see when we get there. And, like, the characters were introduced kind of as Homestuck was more of a, uh, a more literary type of endeavor. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have no, I have no issues with it. Cool. Um, I, I, I only ask because I remember when this was announced, uh, which I think it was announced in, like, June or July of 2019. Uh, mm-hmm. there, there, there were some reactions that were like, why, why are we going to now mess with these characters and potentially quote unquote ruin them? Which I guess is an extension of how people felt about the epilogues. As soon as you said, like, how do you feel about this as an idea? I was like, oh, people got mad about this because it was the SJWs rewriting Homestuck. Yeah, they? yeah, they did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, dude. Grow up. Fucking grow up. Um, yeah, I mean, I in on that front, I enjoy the way that the epilogues are, and I enjoyed the way that uh, Friendsim was, and so I will wait and see what's up with this, cool, I guess. Cool, cool. Um, good, good viewpoint, uh, good viewpoint. (laughs) However, if, if it is true and I find that the SJWs have ruined too much of my homestuck, I will be quitting. (laughs) The look on his face when he gets to the Vriska one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm aware that, I'm aware, I'm aware. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, I, I guess that aside, uh, we can actually talk about, uh, what's, what's in volume one now a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so, uh. Brief summary. Um, so, we pick up where uh, Friend Sim left off. Um, we are MSPA reader, a small, uh, ambiguously shaped creature. Um, and we just got done reading uh, all of Homestuck and the epilogues on the Homestuck website on Doc Scratch's computer. Yeah. In Doc Scratch's apartment. R- really funny setup. <laughs> yes. Um, so, now armed with all of our vast knowledge of canon, uh, we realize that shit is about to go down exactly where we are, um, and we decide to get the fuck out of there. So, we flee back through the fenestrated wall, and find ourselves in a mysterious void, uh, in which we encounter, uh, what seems to be the Juju, uh, the house. Um, and we stick our hand into it, because that's what you do when you encounter this thing. Yeah. This, uh, the next thing we know, uh, we are transported to the beginning of Homestuck, uh, April 13th, 2009, uh, in front of John's house with no memory of canon, uh, or who we are or how we got there. Yeah. Well, that's not true. Uh, how we got there, we do know. Um, but we, we've lost our memory. We don't know who this boy is and we have... We don't. We don't really have a strong uh, sense of self again. Um. So, uh, we find ourselves in front of John's house. Uh, we notice that his his uh, mailbox is full of mail, and that he is on his way. And he he's taken notice of us through his window. He's on his way down. Um. 
And here we get back to the Square One MSBA reader. Uh, my favorite part of FriendSim, uh, as we may recall, is was the... Uh, uh, what would be the best way to describe MSBA reader? Um, stoic, uh, steadfast, honest to a fault. Yeah. Um, we're, we're back to a good old MSP reader just fucking things up for no reason and then having to spend the next N hours, uh, fixing it because we couldn't help but lie. Um, I love when, when MSPA reader gets caught in a web of lies. I need to stop being so harsh on it because like, it just bugs me because I'm like, stop, stop doing that. Like I had a problem lying as a kid. Whenever I see this happening, I'm like, dude, this is, you're just making it harder for yourself. (laughs) But yeah, uh, we're back. Um, so, in the time that it takes John to uh, get down uh, from his bedroom to uh, check the mail, uh, we manage to take all the mail and throw it into the sewer, uh, thereby depriving John forever of the bunny in the box from Dave and the Suburb game disc. Surely this will have no consequences whatsoever. <laughs> I think that uh, this is the central consequence of... Uh, it seems to be the central consequence of, of Pester Quest. Yeah. <laughs> Start, starting Pester Quest off with MSPA Reader, like, essentially putting a stop to the massive time loop that is Homestuck's narrative just by dropping the John's mail in the sewers is is really funny on a cosmic level. Yeah, the, the way that it's presented is very funny, too. It's, like, your option, you, you like, uh, involuntarily, MS Peter, like, or, the, the, it's, it, it, like, as we're reading through it, like, MS Peter, like, reaches into the, the mailbox and, like, takes everything out of it, and then notices Dad pulling up, and so the two choices are either to, uh, try to hide it and just get stern, finally disapproved out of the game, or, uh, you just drop it all in the fucking sewer like an idiot. Anyway, um, all the mail is in the sewer, uh, and John has now come out of his house to talk to us. So, in MS Reader fashion, uh, we managed to, uh, through our own, um, unparalleled skills of deception, uh, and John's, um, John being John, uh, we managed to convince John that we are, in fact, the mailman, uh, and that we... Definitely didn't lose any mail uh, that was his, and it, his mail that was coming today was definitely lost independently anyway. Um, and John is like, all right, I buy it. Uh, let's be friends. Um, so we managed to, yes, yeah, so we managed to bullshit our way into gaining his trust. Uh, so John's, uh, so we're like, uh, yo, let's hang out. Uh, John is like, isn't it kind of strange for a 13-year-old boy and in a nondescript mailman uh, to strike up a sudden friendship and hang out? That's uh, a really good point. <laughs> it is It is a pretty good point. Uh, one, one that does not bother us, though, uh, because we are here for... Our motives are pure. Uh, so, from this point, uh, there's two ways the story can go. Uh, so, either we go, to, we go hang out in the backyard, uh, or we decide to go hang out in John's room. So, if we choose to stay outside to hang out, um, we go to the backyard and kind of spill our guts to John a little bit. 
Uh, we tell him about how we escaped a dangerous situation in which there was a computer screen we were mad at, uh, went to a nondescript void, and got powers from it. And then uh, we came to Earth and had a long, successful career as a mailman before meeting John. So we didn't quite, we haven't quite told the whole truth yet, but we've managed to get some of our backstory out a little bit. Um, John is very impressed by our hell powers, uh, as they're described, um, and asked for demonstration. So in a demonstration, we show John first traveling back in time. Uh, well, first uh, we teleport to his bedroom, and then we can show him that we can travel back in time. Uh, and we demonstrate this by traveling uh, traveling back in time and probably causing some kind of weird time paradox with two Johns uh, getting to see each other. But regardless... Um, we demonstrate to John, uh, that we are in fact capable of zapping around cannon. And in the process, uh, we stumble across an extremely cursed, uh, happenstance where we go back a week, uh, and are privy to the strategy meeting for meat right before all the kids went to fight Lord English just happening in John's backyard. This is awesome. <laughs> it, yeah, I think it's awesome. I agree. Uh, this does give John an existential crisis, unfortunately, and uh, he, he walks off after we travel back to present day, uh, present time. So, friendship making failed. If we choose to hang out with John, uh, inside uh we go up to his room uh we hang out a bit um we get to witness a conversation between dave and john where dave is upset that john's mail has been lost because he was really excited to play the game and for john to get his very admittedly very fucking cool gift yeah um john uh sweetheart that he is passionately defends our honor uh as a real mailman and is trustworthy Dave is eventually placated, uh, and we end up hanging out and having a good time and making friends with John. And it's very cute. It is very cute. Alright, <clears throat> so, yeah, this this one is cute. Um, I feel like it. there's not, like, a whole shitload going on outside of the, the, the epilogues intersection. What do you make of, like, that happening? Like, do, do you ascribe any meaning to that or any... Um, or do you just see it as, like, a, a cool cameo? I think it's kind of just a cool cameo. Just kind of, like, a, a, a nod to epilogue enjoyers. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people were pissed off about this, this section of it. <laughs> um, I, I, yeah, I, I like that for no reason at all, they just go like, like why a week before, like it didn't have, they didn't have to go like a week into the past. That didn't have to happen. Uh, mm -hmm. it just feels like a cool little nod to like, yeah, if, if, if MSPA reader were to go to this exact moment at this exact time, this would be happening because of cosmic reasons. Mm -hmm. I, the way that I kind of saw it was like, it felt to me a little bit like they were trying to set 
this apart in a way, be- just because of because of the way uh, because of the dialogue around it mostly. Because um, when this happens, uh, when you see that group of kids, like the John in that uh, group is much older because that's the Earth C John coming back. Yeah, and so John sees that and has like a moment where he's like, "Oh, that's me when I'm older." Um, I can't wait to learn how I become that person. And it comes back to that, like, I think, like, two or three times where John mentions, um, like, you know, I can't wait to learn, or, like, I gotta, I'm gonna learn how I get from point A to point B, like, uh, how I become a person. Yeah. And it's, like, it happens, like, one too many times for me to, for it to not, like, set off a little light in my head that's, like, are they just trying to say, like, this is a separate thing from the epilogues? Um, or, like, using dramatic irony, like, call attention to the fact that this is distinctly not the epilogues. Yeah. Well, now that I think about it, yeah, it, it probably is a little bit of both, both, both a, just a cool little Easter egg moment, and also, like, setting it apart. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it, it's, it's probably less apparent in this particular route this is probably the only way in this volume they could have like established something like that uh because when as we'll see in uh the the next volume and probably more volumes after that uh mspa reader has canon altering powers now and and wants to be friends with these kids who have issues and will pr- promptly try to fix these issues. Uh, and because of the nature of canon altering powers, like it, it, it kind of has to set itself apart uh-huh. uh, because, because it can't be a doomed timeline because the canon altering powers doesn't create doomed timelines. Uh-huh. Uh, so, it just changes home stuff. Yeah. So, so it, it, it kind of has to, start to set itself apart like pretty early on <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah the 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 one like I, I was thinking while reading like um because uh I, I think that it uses this little like bad end or like not friendship ending route uh as like it, it calls attention to like you can't just be using your your retcon powers willy-nilly yeah um like zapping back in time having two john's see each other and be like what the fuck is going on and then witnessing the dubiously canon uh occurrences going on from the meat epilogues it's, yeah it's a lot it's the implications are great and it's, it's it's probably a reason why it's on in in this route that uh is not the one that we're following through yeah although i guess we do eh, i'm not gonna think about it too hard never mind yeah uh <laughs> But besides that, I kind of wish that there was a little bit more to this volume. Uh, while John is a very simple character who you could probably get all you can get, uh, especially at this point in John's life, uh, mm-hmm. you could probably get like everything out of John the character in, in, in a very short amount of time. Uh, I, I feel like it ended too soon in the good ending. Like, like, fading to them goofing around. Like, it's good, but I feel like there could have been more to it. Uh, yeah. Because, like, 
while John is a simple character, like, I feel like you can still explore that simple character and maybe, like, do a little bit of development that was, you know, probably happened later in Homestuck, but still has the potential to happen at this point. Like, John's whole thing with shitty movies. Mm -hmm. Uh, Or the fact that at this point John uh, was into coding. Or, you know, maybe talk more about the dad stuff. Uh, The dad stuff, for sure. Yeah, the dad stuff got lampshaded, like, really quickly. Like, uh, MSPA reader was like, damn, is something something fucked up going on here with with dad? And then John was kind of like, just kind of brushed it off. Uh, and it did, it, I, I feel like that probably could have been like the main thing that was added to this, like exploring, like how John feels about his relationship with dad at this point in his life. Yeah. I, I feel like that was just, well, I do agree. I, I wish that we had gotten to see a bit more of dad, it, like at least to, um, at least for length and, like, for completeness's sake. Yeah. Because uh, I think you're right. Like, John is a very simple character, and we managed to kind of hit a lot of the John character traits that we know and love in this one. Yeah. Um, like, he's very uh, gullible. Uh, he's very he's very trusting. Um, the whole scene where, like, he's defending our honor to Dave is very sweet, even though he's, like, completely wrong. <laughs> like, Dave is completely right. Um. Yeah. Uh. It 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 it, it kind of felt like this one had to be shorter, uh, or it ended up being shorter just as a concession as being the first one. Yeah. Like, we have to establish we're in Homestuck now. Uh, we're in a timeline now where the the uh, kids never start playing the game. Uh, we gotta establish that uh who we are and like we're we have memory loss like all like there's a lot of ground we have to cover that like can't be afforded to John, I guess. Yeah. And I think it does feel weaker as a result, especially compared with volume two. Yeah. Yeah. There's also other stuff that could have been explored. Like the fact that while like the other three, uh, they, they are only friends with each other. John lives in the fucking suburbs. Like explore the fact that John is a suburban kid whose only friends are online in 2009. Like, I want more. <laughs> you know, uh, to to me, that's just like, damn, Hussey probably had a rough childhood. Yeah. <laughs> or not. I don't know. I don't want to armchair psychologist too hard. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, I th- I think something else that uh, the 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 thirteen year oldness of this volume, um. John and Dave, uh, I, 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 I don't think that John and Dave's dialogue has ever, like, convincingly been two 13-year-olds talking to each other. Yeah. Um, but I, I felt like, uh, I, I had an easier time believing or, like, kind of accepting that these were, like, kids than I usually do. Yeah. When reading Homestuck. Yeah. Um, just because, like, the way that, like they approach things is so believably childish. Like, yeah, I, yeah, uh, I agree. It's, it's really funny, uh, to see like how fast Dave acquiesces and is like, um, all right, so we have a new friend. What's tell me about him. What's going on? Uh, and then he leaves us to hang out with, uh, John. It's like, okay, that's, 
that's a very 13 year old thing to do is just be like, okay, my friend's probably fine. There's a stranger in his house. Yeah. Sure. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it was, it was good. I, I think that this, it, it conveyed, um, it conveyed the, the, the young, the youth of these characters better than, uh, I'm used to. The, it, I hate talking about it like it's just a replacement or like a filling in the gaps of like the, the young versions of these characters. Yeah. Um, but that sort of is what it's doing. Yeah. That, 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 that basically is what it's doing. Like giving us a chance to explore these characters at a point when we weren't really able to in Homestuck proper Mm -hmm. because, uh, when they were this age in Homestuck proper, they were too busy doing cool game shit. And not being written as much. Yeah. 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 So I, I guess most of what I got to say about the John volume is, you know, it's good. It's cute. Uh, I wish there was a bit more of it. Yeah. Uh, there's one more thing about the John volume. Uh, that I- Okay. Can I guess what it is? Because I have one more note. Yes. So... Here was my eye catch moment. Okay, um, okay. Before we move on, uh, when in the in the route where we see the meeting in the backyard, uh, it says, I believe, um, I have like half it written down. Uh, you have the impression that like, it, it, what is it? It's something like you have the impression that one or more people from the group have the same powers that you do. I don't know if that's, that's significant. That, that's not what I was referring That That is an interesting thing to point out, though. I didn't pick up on that. It is an interesting... The, the or more is an interesting inclusion. Uh, but that's not what I was referring to. Maybe that's like... I don't know. I don't know how to interpret that. Maybe it was just M- 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 MSPA bullshittery. Um, no, what I was going to point out is... I think... I think uh, the fake out error screen that that happens when you when MSPA reader goes into the juju, right? Yes. Okay. Um, there is a string of base sixty four on that error screen. Oh. Uh, and when you decode that base sixty four, it it reads, "Rose, are you feeling this too? Some motherfuckers messing with the." And then it cuts off at the letter N, probably about to say the word narrative. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. I remember, like, when, when people found this, like, the day that these volumes came out, volumes wanted to launch together. They, they were the only ones that launched together, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when people found that, I was so excited. I was like, oh, shit, they're, 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 they're continuing the epilogues. This is, this is the follow-up to the epilogues. I was so fucking excited. I was going crazy. Mm-hmm. And then we'll find out how you reacted as it came out later. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ultimate Dirk's out there. And he knows Somewhere. that MSPA reader is in here. <laughs> I feel threatened. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's like, that, that does bring up a funny thing, though, right? Because um, I, as just somebody who functionally just purchased Pester Quest on Steam with the intent to read it for my own purposes. Yeah. Like... I probably would not have ever, like, I, I, I think if you give me one more pass to this, I would have paused and just looked through it. Cause I, I want, uh, I, I went through this twice and the, I, I, I like looked at it enough during the split second it was on the screen to be like, oh, the air, it's like, oh, you do not exist air. Like, okay, this is a cute fake air screen. 
probably wouldn't probably would have paused it to look at it the next time or like taking a screenshot. Yeah. Probably would not have ever gone to the effort of realizing that something is base 64 and then decoding it as base 64. Uh, so like the, the reader experience, this is another difference between the reader experience of like, you know, just somebody clueless, somebody versus, uh, fandom who is picking through things for Easter eggs. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, just an interesting kind of difficulty with that because I, it's, it's, it's hard to tell whether we're supposed to know at this point that that's a thing, uh, because the only real way that it would have shown up is either a very specific inquisitive kind of person or like, uh, probably through fandom. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I guess that I've gotten the intended experience anyway because you told me, so uh, joke's on me. I guess it worked <laughs> after all. <laughs> I think that's kind of cool. I think it's kind of cool that I ended up hearing about it anyway. Um, all right. Uh, any more things you want to touch on before we talk about the Rose one? I think that's it for volume one. All right. Cool. Uh, moving on to volume two. Um, this one is so good. This one is so good. Okay, so the Rose volume. Uh, brief summary. Uh, we, a- after making friends with John, uh, we make our way to Rose's uh, house to set on our quest of making friends with all of John's friends. Uh, we meet her outside of her house in the woods, and she calls bullshit on us immediately. We, MSP Reader tries to launch into their whole spiel of uh, the, the constructing their... Their intricately crafted web of lies, and Rose sees through it instantly. Um, we beg for her to not tell John that we're not actually a mailman because that would ruin it for him. <laughs> Which is like, <clears throat> that's very sweet. Yeah. If we say, uh, if, if we stick to our guns, uh, well, actually, okay, these both end up in the same place. So, but uh, if we say. If we realize that we're being kind of egregious here and run away in shame, uh, then we end up in a little sequence where we have a chance encounter with Mom in the Skynet lab. Hell yeah. Uh, we get a tiger sicked on us. Hell yeah. <laughs> Got tiger. Pretty cool. Hi, Mom. She's here. <laughs> if we stick to our guns uh, and we're like, yes, I would like you to lie to your friend for me. Uh, then we earn a little bit of respect from Rose. Um, both, either, either way, uh, we end up demonstrating, either way we end up, uh, back, uh, at this point in the conversation with Rose, and we end up demonstrating our power to her to verify that we're at least not, we're not lying about something about us, at least. Rose is impressed. Um, she takes you to her room, uh, and then leaves momentarily to try to find you some clean, some, uh, dry clothes. Uh, at this point, we can either stay and wait or follow her. So if we stay and wait, um, Rose will come back eventually and start grilling us on magic and what kind of a witcher wizard we are. Uh, MSP Reader is pretty clueless about magic because magic is not real and we are not a wizard. Of course. Of course. Uh, and it turns, it pretty rapidly gets flipped into, uh, us asking questions of Rose about wizards and magic and her becoming increasingly animated and enthusiastic about the conversation and eventually showing you some excerpts from Complacency of the Learned. 
and telling you all about her gay wizard OCs. Uh, it is very cute. It's very 13-year-old. Um, and Yeah, it's nice the... to see how excited she gets when she's talking about it. Yeah, I was thinking, because uh, we were talking, and you brought up uh, how Volume 1 doesn't really bring anything in with, like, you know, John was supposed to be into coding at this time. Um, I-, I suppose that it's a bit harder to avoid with Rose. Uh, yeah. But... The whole wizard thing is, is is a is a central focus of this uh, volume, I think, and it is really cute to see little kid Rose like gushing about her OCs. Um, yeah. Uh, this is all kind of brought to a halt when we point out, "Hey, didn't you say you hated wizards?" At which point, uh, Rose gives us a little bit of pop psychology about how people create things in fiction that traumatize them. People just do that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And when we say, so you're drawing wizards to cope, she gets mad at us and kicks us out. Um, It's very funny. Uh, And and I want to get it, it, I don't want to get into it until we've talked about the, until we have a little more cause for the (laughs) wizard thing. Uh, Because it's a little bit loaded. So... At the juncture uh, where Rose leaves to get dry clothes, um, if we choose to, instead of waiting in her room, we choose to follow her, uh, we have a brief uh, hallway encounter with Mom's horrifying uh, Homestuck Act 1 silhouette, or Act 2 silhouette. Rose is in Act 1, right? Yes. Yeah, alright. Fucking Act 1. I'm, I'm, I'm a fake fan. Um, we have a brief encounter with uh, Mom and silhouette uh, before Rose comes back, and... We takes us to the laundry room to dry our clothes. Uh, the power is out, of course, so we are unable to do that. So we go to Mom's room to find some clothes that will fit us a bit better. Uh, in Mom's room, we learn of Mom's alcoholism from the pretty, pretty impressive, honestly, uh, fully stocked liquor shelf and bar in her room. Um... And uh, upon learning of this of this plague on Rose's life, we decide to help in a very sweet, naive way, where we just start grabbing all the liquor and dumping it out in the teleporting out and dumping it all in the woods, just getting rid of everything that's there. Um, Rose uh, takes note of us doing this and starts texting Jade in the corner of the room, uh, as we labor, uh, MSP reader gets curious and is unable to control themselves and peeks over her shoulder a little bit to see what she's talking about, uh, which is about asking Jade, like, I'm thinking that magic might actually be real, because I'm seeing some crazy shit right now. Uh, Rose catches us snooping, uh, but she does forgive us pretty quickly and help us complete the task of getting all the liquor out of the house. And the end, we uh, we flop down uh, in a clearing with all the booze, and we're like, that was fun. And she's like, yeah, I hope it doesn't, I'm sure it won't make everything worse, but it was fun. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, there's a couple more details, uh, there's a couple details I skimmed over in that second part. So, things that I took notice of, or I found were, were notable, um... When Rose, like, introduces us to, or, like, starts telling us about how Mom is an alcoholic, like, her demonstration is she brings out a bottle of Grey Goose and takes a 
drink of it herself to demonstrate. Uh, I just found that to be an interesting thing for her to do unprompted. Yeah. Um, and in that conversation, uh, the topic of wizards is, is broached again. Uh, so it seems to me like Rose has kind of rolled all of her feelings about mom, like into, into one way of looking at the situation, which is a very, you know, teenage thing to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, so Rose attribute, we know that Rose attributes a lot of mom's behavior, like specifically to like a perceived war that she sees going on between the two of them. Yeah. That Rose sees. Uh, and she, this comes up when she, uh, is talking about, like, the liquor shelf, and she says, um, she never has people, but she does this all for me, like, it's part of her, uh, depressed housewife act, and the, the whole, like, Rose talking about how everything mom does is just to antagonize her reads a lot, like, more easily it's a lot easier to parse when it's a format like this where uh we're getting a lot of like rose just being a 13 year old yeah um the whole like it it it, the whole wizard thing uh kind of just seems like mom taking notice that rose has an interest in like trying to encourage it more so than it seems like rose 13-year-old Rose having a trauma response by writing, like, gay fanfic that she's really, in, that she, like, she's really excited about. Um, and I, I suppose I could have a completely wrong read on it, but the, reading the, the one where she kicks us out early, uh, when we ask her, like, didn't you just say that you hated wizards? And she says, well, it's a trauma response. It, it just seems like it's making fun of that. I'm not, I'm not sure if I'm, I'm not sure if maybe these are my own biases coming in too much, but it, it just, it's, it's, I don't know. What do you think? I'm not really too sure how to feel. I, t- to me in the, the bad end, when, when she says that it, to me, it read more like she's def- like deflecting, mm-hmm. like she doesn't want to like confront how she really feels about it. Right. And I don't, I, seems, I don't know sorry. if it's making fun of it. Of, like, the the notion, like... Yeah. When I say making fun of it, I mean, like, the, like making fun of the notion that... I don't know, how do you even... I'm so the, underqualified the, the, to even talk the, about The it. concept of people incorporating things that traumatize them into their fictional works. But not, but like, not sp- just that, but, like, specifically the idea that, like... Uh... You need to, like... The justification of that, like Rose, is clearly really enthusiastic about wizards, like unironically, um, or it, at least to me, it comes completely across. Like you know, she has she's a teenage interest, and she's putting a lot of creative effort into exploring it, and she's having fun. Um, not that it's like an authentic trauma, like thing that has traumatized her that she is like coping with. Yeah. Uh, so it, it, it read to me like it was making fun of, like, people who are really, like, hyper-rational about, like, uh, why they make the things they like. So I know that, like, that is a, that is a topic of discourse that comes a lot around, uh, 
more sensitive topic. Yeah, that's what that's what I was gonna say. It's 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 not a new concept. It's just that like yeah. it's it's usually talked about in like way more intense concepts. Yeah. Not uh, not wizards. It's it's like Right. Usually talking about uh like non-consensual like upsetting sexual content in yeah. media. Like it's a, it's a, it's a big it's a, it's a big point of contention on uh some of the dumber places on the internet like whether you can you have a right to write about things that are controversial without like being personally traumatized and coping with them. Yeah. And I don't know. I'm perhaps I'm showing my hand here, but I think that you I think that people can make whatever they want without justifying it to people. Um in fiction in terms of fiction specifically but yeah the the inclusion of it here uh i just wasn't quite sure what to make of it um and the way that it's framed is like in in as part of rose's whole like teenage relationship with her mom yeah uh it puts it in a different light i think uh i don't know all right now that i've been canceled um, <laughs> get out of here! Get out of the recording booth, buddy. <laughs> now, now that now that I've now that I've been uh, now that I've been fired and I've taken up a lucrative uh, career as a Fox News speaker, um, <laughs> I, I think that like the portrayal of Rose's like Rose Rose's relationship with her mom like be like being contextualized as like. A legitimate, like, because uh, we've most of like what we've seen so far, or like what we've seen previously of Rose and her mom is a. We from the beginning of Homestuck, it was kind of a really difficult situation to parse because that was when the comic was not really interested in conveying those things to us. Yeah. Uh, and then as it went on, um, and Rose became like um, uh, Rose's arc progressed, and we got to see her struggle with uh, uh, alcohol problems herself. Um, and eventually how she and Roxy became close and they both kind of worked out their issues with their mom through each other. Um, the, the, like, not a lot has been done before of, like, exploring, like, you know, Rose was 13 when this whole thing was happened and we never really got a look of, like, what might have been going on in her head or, like, why she feels these ways or, like, what is going on in the house so much. Yeah. And... I feel like that this volume has done a lot for that because it, it we both uh it, it's it's very clear in no uncertain terms that this, the 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 relationship is not healthy that you know mom is an alcoholic and that the the, the 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 plainly evident facts are not it's not good yeah um but a lot of the way that Rose talks about her mom uh is very uh. It's it's teenager ish in in a way that like in the way that teenagers kind of deny uh how they really feel about things. And I feel like with the knowledge of like how Rose would later go on to process her experience as a child, that I feel like Rose and Mom really do care for each other, but uh neither like both of them have constructed this wall that is getting in the way of that. And with moms, it's a bit more severe because it's her alcoholism issues. Yeah. But, uh, it, it, it seems to me like Rose has some kind of understanding of like 
wizards and, uh, or like she's rolled that into, she's rolled the whole wizard thing into mom's drinking problem thing as just as a, the way that teenagers operate. I don't know how else to describe yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I just talked for like eight hours straight. What do you, what, I mean? I mean, I mean, you're the you're the resident rose enjoyer, so I, I I figured you would have had more to say. Okay, I can I can keep talking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, go ahead. Um. Uh. Yeah, go ahead. What am I saying? Give me a line. I was give, asking. Give, if... give, give, <laughs> what do I think about it? Yeah. What do you think about? Um. It? What do you think about like? The way that what this does for Rose's character, uh, I like it. It like, g- given what happens down the line, what's presented here like makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I like it. It's it with 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 these original four characters and and early Homestuck. It like. Pretty much all of early Homestuck was being filtered through this. Hussy just came off problem sleuth, and there was still like j- just bullshittery going on. And Hussy didn't really seem interested in exploring the characters he was presented to us in like an in depth way. Uh, and especially with a character like Rose, um, it's it's nice that it it. That, that it's it's taking a moment to like look at Rose and where she would be at this point in her life. Uh-huh. Uh it's doing the thing that I wanted it to do in the John route. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. A lot of my thoughts, a lot of like those criticisms in my head of the John route are like because this is what follows it. Yeah. Cuz like g- going back to like those early episodes that we did, it it it, it always felt like difficult to talk about like stuff that was going on with Rose and stuff that was going on with Dave. Uh mm-hmm. because it it it's all being filtered through that. It's being presented as a joke. You can't really tell like what's what has gravity and what doesn't. Uh and th- this feels like an easier way to to approach a, a character who has who had these things go on in her, in her adolescence. Uh, that were talked about like later in the comic, uh, and and present it in a way that is like easier to digest, uh, uh-huh. because we're not dealing with that early Homestuck bullshit when we're when we're looking at this. Mm-hmm. The, the, there is a Silidex mentioned. The there is a mentioned. <laughs> the only time it comes up is uh, for is when Rose is showing up, showing us all of her wizard stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it actually took me out of it. I was like, wait, shit, we're in home, we're in home, like act one. Holy fuck. Yeah, we, we are there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how do you feel about Rose having a phone, even though she doesn't have one in Homestuck proper? Oh, wait, this is ruined. <laughs> the, John, the SJWs have ruined Homestuck. <laughs> I'm done. It's over. They soiled it. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, that, 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 that is funny. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I yeah, I I I I love this one. Um, just because, like, I I feel like this does such a perfect job at filling in filling in that hole that was missing in the comic. Yeah. Um, 
the there was something else too like there's a lot of stuff in the conversation that you have when you're like when you go to monster like the conversation that you have with rose is really good there's a lot in it um the there's like this, this is all for me line like her talking about like bullying the wizards to the to alcoholism um yeah the what is it oh the, okay the other thing that rose said that i wanted to talk about a little bit um when you're going to when you go to mama's room it's initially to find something to wear uh because msp reader is not shaped the same way that rose is um and you're not shaped the way that uh, mom is either but you know the clothes are bigger uh rose makes a comment uh when getting the robe for you that like she makes some she says like uh she has this whole wardrobe full of fancy clothes that she never wears or like nice clothes she never wears um that like really uh <clears throat> it got me it was it's one of those lines that like makes you think like why would the character why would why would she say that uh because like it's it's like a quip it mom which is i guess p- kind of par for the course for rose but the it makes you wonder if like it, it seems like rose does ca- like this is part of what makes me think that rose does care for mom is that it, the way that she says it uh She's, like, upset that Mom doesn't, like, live, like, use everything that she has. Or, like, live life to, like, her fullest potential. Like, she's mad that Mom has stuff that she's not using. Yeah. Um, she doesn't express any desire to, like, have it. Like, I don't think that's very... That would be very in-character for Rose. Um, but that coming up uh, kind of made me, like, think, like, oh, maybe Rose is empathizing with mom a bit and it's like because that's like a thing that you say if you're concerned or upset for somebody on on their behalf even if like you're upset with them about it um it's 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 it it, it seems like that remark could could easily come from a place of caring to me yeah even though it is mean and teenage and petty yeah um yeah and yeah, I mentioned the her drinking in front of us as well. Um, uh, like I said, like the that's another thing where like I remind myself or like I remembered like this character is like a thirteen year old, uh, or like I'm in the mindset where this character is thirteen. And I'm like, whoa, hold on. Uh, she says like this stuff sucks. It I hate it. It tastes like burning. And then she just takes a swig of Grey Goose in front of you. Like okay, concerning. Okay. A little, little bit concerning. I guess there's also the angle of, like, Rose is, like, imitating her mom through the wizard thing as well. And maybe she... I don't know. It seems so much, like, less easily believable to me that, uh, that Rose is, like... That the wizards ha- are something that is, like, traumatized... That, uh, that the wizards are, like, a source of trauma for Rose. It just seems like a teenage interest to me. And yeah. the thing that would have traumatized her would be the alcohol. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, okay, I think I've, like, vomited out all of the words I had written down that I had in my head about this. I take it... It was really good. Yeah, I take it you liked the volume. <laughs> I did, I did. I love Rose. I love Rose. Rose is yeah, good. You know this. Rose is good. Um, and yeah, I, I feel like this did a perfect job of patching in that hole that, uh, we kind of needed. Um, it set my hopes high for Dave. 
Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> Dave Roth's good. <laughs> I'm doing the... Pr- I'm, I almost said I'm doing the praying emoji. I'm, I have my hands clasped together in mock prayer, <laughs> regardless of whether it resembles an emoji. Hoping the Dave one is good. I guess there's like one other thing that I want to touch on with this volume that's kind of... Uh, outside of like the character aspect of the story uh, and more along sure. like what's going on uh, as a narrative. Uh, I do think it's worth pointing out that the monitors that were supposed to monitor like the meteors uh, was completely frozen when MSPA reader was talking about them. Uh, the, 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 the countdown has halted entirely. And I feel like that's worth pointing out. Uh, because yeah, because like, the whole thing about uh, the meteors is that they were supposed to happen regardless of anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and now the game isn't happening. And it, it seems like things are unraveling. <laughs> that is kind of something that we didn't bring up uh, earlier. It's like, if we come in and we kid all the kids out of playing the game, Earth is still uh, supposedly fucking doomed anyway. <laughs> But yeah, the little trip to the lab, um, where we get to uh, run into mom uh, and get a tiger uh, sicked on us, does confirm that the me- the, the meteors have stopped. Uh, shout out to Cryptid McWhiskers. Cryptid McWhiskers is a good name. Yeah, it is. Uh, I think it's, it's a good cat name. Shout out to, inevitably, all of the cats that are named after Homestuck cats. <laughs> Maybe I'll do that someday. I should do that someday. Uh, I think I've kind of run myself, I've kind of run my mouth on these to a satisfying degree. How do you feel? Uh, I feel I feel good. I feel I feel like we've covered everything. John is falling asleep, guys. We got to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> um, let's see. So, okay. Uh, what are we doing next week? Uh, next week, we're we're gonna cover volumes three and four and talk about Holy our shit. talk about our good friends Dave and Jade. Holy shit! It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a good little yeah. time. We'll get to talk about Olive Garden next time. Oh my god! I hope that we get. I hope that it's nothing but parental issues from here. On out. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm living for Homestuck parental issues. <laughs> this is my favorite thing. This is my favorite thing. <laughs> All right. Uh, do you want to wrap this one up? All right. Well, in that case, uh, you've been listening to a Homestuck podcast. I'm Aiden. I'm John. John, we'd like to shout out our patrons. Would love to. Shout out to the Big Ten. Uh, Darsh, Ina E, Simon Martins, Gareth F, Caffeine, Danny, Amber M, Tezrak, Mel. Did you say the next one? Poof the 27th. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but this time my mouth will be not dry and I'll, I won't stutter or <laughs> lisp. Poof the 27th. I got you. Whew, thank you for money. Thank you for money. Uh, smooth transition. Uh, wait, no, I have to actually show the Patreon first. Um, yeah, so if you would like to join those illustrious names, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash hpcast and give us your money. Uh, we have some perks around there, uh, such as... Um, 
you're uh, getting able, being able to spy on our admin uh, channel in the Discord if you give us a comical amount, or if you give us a more reasonable amount of money, uh, you can get perks like getting the episodes early. Uh, so head on over to patreon.com slash hpcast and uh, check that out if you feel so inclined. Um, if you are feeling particularly generous, but not maybe not uh, in the room in the mood for a commitment, you can also check out our merch store at hpcast.redbubble.com. Uh, we have some uh, comedy fun items there uh, yeah. that you may enjoy putting on your body um, or displaying in your place <laughs> of residence. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I can't do the store shout out there because that fucks with the flow between the the paid listeners and the non-paid listeners. Mm-hmm. Notes for next time. Um so here's where the uh, the other shout out, the second shout out goes to all of our listeners in general. So we thanked our patrons before, um, but I would also like to extend a huge thank you to all listeners in general. Uh, very cool to have anybody hanging around with us, um, and uh, it's 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 fun to have an audience. What can I say? Um, if you'd like to join the conversation uh, some more, you or participate more, you can go to our Discord server, which is linked in our Twitter at HPcast. And uh, come and say hi. Um, and uh, I don't know, talk about whatever in there. We had a fun conversation then about what music about uh, music recommendations uh, for when you're uh, drunk or stoned. So we talk about all kinds of things in there. Come and check it out. Oh yeah. Um, I've just lost myself. Damn, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out number three goes to our artist and editor Alex. Um, Alex is the greatest. He enables everything that we do. Uh, you can see some of his, uh, fine art on our merch store at hpcast.redbubble.com. Uh, and if there was no Alex, there would just not be an HPcast. So, shout out to Alex. We love you. Thank you so much. And, uh, with that, uh, we will see you next time as we continue our journey into Pester Quest and we read volumes three and four and hang out with our dear friends Dave and Jade. So, uh, see you around. See ya.